episode 198, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 4, episode 22, World's End. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben. Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about the season finale, not series finale, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I'm joined by Agent Stewart and Agent Samantha. I'm so glad you're being honest about that, Ben. I'm going to be honest with you guys. (laughs) I think you may have discovered, like, the thing. You know, Agent Daniel accidentally discovered the thing that was the thing that just, I, I can't, I can't abide. And, and you guys both do the thing that I just kind of, I can't join in on that kind of a thing. And it's the, the woohoo thing. I just, so <laughs> are, are you saying Ben that, that Samantha and I are the woo girls and I don't want to be a woo girl, but I don't even know but, what that means. I, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> it just means we're all a hot mess. There you go. I said it. it. I said it for you, Daniel. All I'm saying is whenever I introduce you guys and you do that, I'm just, okay, I'm going <laughs> to sit here and be an old man. So, Well, fine. I'll get off your lawn, Ben. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, I got a piece of news we're going to talk about where I am going to be kicking people off my freaking lawn man it is it is on with the lawn if you know what i mean i don't even know what i mean so is it off it probably should be off yeah all right but it has nothing to do with the mcu so whatever right should yeah. we go find like um, a clip of Clint Eastwood saying "Get off my lawn"? Or you know, I, I can't no, do it because I don't think we should. You know, do that. I'm, yeah, you do I'm much better, a... Baby Groot, than Clint Eastwood. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there right That's now. Very true. So. That's very true. Yeah, I'm sure if Clint Eastwood was around, he'd be like, "Don't do that again." <laughs> <laughs> if Clint Eastwood listens to the podcast and he says, "Don't do that again," he will definitely get a no. <laughs> I... Oh, that's true. That's true. And. <laughs> Not one of us would ever do it again. That's because, true. I mean, it'd be him telling us not to. Yeah. If, yeah. If Clint I'd, was I'd, speaking, yeah. I, I'd be listening. I would too. Yeah. Okay. So All you right. want me to? I I have an impression. Okay. Roots saying, "Get off my lawn." <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. I am Groot. There it is. Wow. <laughs> that is. I. Wow. Man. But it scared me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I need to get off that lawn right now. So, okay. All right. I think that's well, enough of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we need to get moving because this is, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of feedback. Yeah. This is a heavy episode of stuff to talk about. Not necessarily a heavy episode of plot, but there is a lot of stuff to talk about. So, and, and the news items that we have, there's not many, but there's implications to to speak of so let's do it let's let's move on let's let's talk about news and and then get into the world's end shield intelligence report okay 
Stuart, what's our news today? Well, uh, we have a renewal and a time slot for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We do indeed. Season 5, Agent Ricky, if you're listening, season 5, five seasons. There you go. And a movie. And a movie. Although we already got the movie. But <laughs> how do you classify that? Because there's like 15 MCU movies. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I guess we need an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, but... I, I mean, that's that's kind of, I guess, what we would look for. I don't know. I'm, I, I didn't make the rules. I, I Right. I'm just along for the Agent ride here. Please, please write in again and, and define your rules for us. Okay. But yes, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got renewed for a fifth season. It moved time slots again um, to Friday nights at nine. Is that correct, Ben? Okay. So here's... This is where it gets a little bit wonky and kind of cool. Uh, and, and honestly, it's not too different except for one major thing. And that's where things are happening in the in the year. Because if you remember, we had two seasons with Agent Carter. And we had the first half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season. And then Agent Carter shows up in, in January for uh, – it was eight episodes once. And then, then the second season was ten episodes, I think. And then we got the back end of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season. This time around, there's 10 episodes of another show in humans, and they are starting up front in September. And then with uh, September 1st, right? No, no. Um, September 1st is the release of the Inhumans IMAX movie event that will be in theaters, okay. but they're IMAX theaters only. And IMAX is helping to fund the show alongside ABC. September 26th is the date that they were giving as the premiere date for Inhumans Episode 1, which is half of what you would see in IMAX. And then Episode 2 would be the next week, which would be the other half of what you'd see in IMAX. And so, But that was a Tuesday, I believe. And now they're saying they've released their schedule and Inhumans actually has the nine o'clock on Friday time slot. Now they're matching up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans with uh, Once Upon a Time. They're going to be on the same night together. And hmm. OK, so they're, what they're trying to do is build like a sci fi fantasy block on Friday. And right. they're, they're looking at the the Tuesday block as comedy. And then there's this drama show called... Um, the Gospel According to Kevin, I think, which will be in our old Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. slot, that 10 o'clock Tuesday night slot. And I saw the trailer for it. and It doesn't look bad. Um, I think they're going for like kind of a humor with a heart kind of thing. Um, you can look it up if you want. I'm not going to get into the details there. But no. so if Inhumans, if, if that week of September 26th is Inhumans episode one, Inhumans, if it goes week by week with no breaks – uh, November 12th is episode eight, the end of the Inhumans run, which then makes sense that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't come up until, you know, January and then just run unbroken, um, for the, for the entire, you know, 22 episodes or whatever, um, or possibly have a couple episodes in, in December. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's happening there, but. Uh, they haven't said when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually going to come back. I've only seen what I think is speculation about when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back. So some people have said mm -hmm. it's right after Inhumans, and some people have said it's it's a January mid-season 
uh, show. I also haven't seen anything official about if it's 22 episodes, if it's a full season order for season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or if it's something smaller since it is a mid-season starting in January kind of thing. Mm. So there we are. That's there we are. That's what I know. That's what I've heard. I might have missed something as I've been looking at this, but I've, I, I mean, I read like three or four articles and I, I didn't. You know, I, I tried to go back to the source as much as possible, but the source didn't give the information uh, that I thought, at least as far back as I tracked it. So, well, and then the other thing is that they can change their minds. It's, yeah, it's almost like they run a TV studio. It's almost like they're <laughs> in, it's so like they, they're in they charge of their own network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I am <laughs> a little worried about this Friday night uh, sci-fi fantasy block. I feel like I've I've experienced this before with a Joss Whedon show or two, and it's never gone well. I second that, and I will say The X-Files for a while was put into a Friday night time slot, it's, and then it was moved to it, Sundays. It started on Friday. So, yeah, yeah, so it, it, is, it is possible for a sci-fi fantasy show to survive that slot. It's just rare. It was actually, I think it was the nine o'clock on Friday and it was three mm-hmm. or four seasons like that. They moved it to Sunday and I, I don't know what happened to the ratings if they went up or down. Um, but that they, I, yeah, I yeah. remember they exploded. It went from kind of middling to, oh, there's this new show. You should watch it. It's called X-Files. And it's been on for four years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's the scheduling there, which means for us. It's going to be a, <laughs> there's there's weird stuff happening here. Yeah. I, this is what I will say. Netflix, we're going to keep moving through the summer with the Netflix stuff. We're going to hit that IMAX in humans. I don't know if after the IMAX in humans, if we'll come back and do an episode about like the airing of the inhumans or if we'll skip those first two weeks or if we'll do like a a compare contrast kind of thing where um, so we did the IMAX and humans. We saw it, we talked about it. And then we have another episode where we talk about like extra scenes that were on TV that weren't in IMAX. I, I don't know. I was going to say, I heard there was differences between the two. Yeah. Like yeah. there was going to be some things that you weren't going to be able to see in IMAX. And then there are some things you weren't going to be able to see um, on air. So I, that might be an interesting thing to discover i i don't know exactly how that is all going to look for us but once we get into inhumans episode three we'll be taking it week by week and so i mm-hmm. the release schedule it might end up being the kind of thing where we release the episodes on on sunday uh which honestly or or my, maybe even monday morning or something like that but the idea of a friday night show and then having the weekend to work on the episode, there's there's some interesting <laughs> stuff there for me where I just think that's a lot less stressful than the current scheduling, which has me watching the show and then saying, I got to go straight to bed after this show so I can get a good night's sleep, work 12 hours at my job and still be awake enough to record about the, uh, you know, you know, record about it after my job and after I put all the kids to bed. Um it's it's a it's not a bad day. It's actually a fun day for me. The twelve hours of my job. There's a lot of things involved in that, but um, part of that is is some of the funnest hours of my week in my in my job. But then I come home and and hang out and talk about Agents of Shield. You know, I mean, there's it's a nice day. Don't get me wrong at all about that. But I do need to make sure I protect my sleep and and uh, especially coming into the work day. Now tomorrow's my day off, and so I can stay up. You know, it, 
But then you get into this whole, okay, well, what about the Saturday thing? Or we could be recording Sunday evening. What? This, there's some interesting possibilities there. Um, and then the other thing that we don't know what's going on yet as we're looking into our future is we know we have Cloak and Dagger. And we mm-hmm. think we have new warriors that might be MCU. And are those and... are those going to be running side by side with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because they will be on Freeform, a different network, and they will be in early 2018. So they'll be in... Don't forget, don't forget Runaways. Runaways, I don't think, is MCU, though. I, I'm not oh. sure. I'm not sure, but if if with Runaways, if it's not MCU, we might do some form of coverage, like as post credits or something like that. Yeah, but it's not. We're not going to index that show. No, if it's if it's not MCU, we won't do that. But if it is, which I can't remember, is it part of the X universe or not? Um, but if it is, then then yay, we will have we will have more content. We'll just have more content. Yeah. Well, and then you yeah. also have gifted. Next season. Right. Now, Gifted right. definitely is X Universe. And so, yes. probably in the, I don't know if it's going to be the same universe as Legion or the movie universe, or I don't know how all those X Men properties all tie in together. Um, but we don't have to worry about it as an index. It's just the kind of thing we right. can talk about <laughs> as a post credit to give us content to do post credits because we've committed to doing post credits on every episode. <laughs> so, it's nice to get some, some content here and there. Mm-hmm. And and do things different. That's the other thing that's fun about the post credits is we can do some very different things, like we did for the X Men movie, uh, or like uh, you know just talking about Legion. You know, it was it's it's fun. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing is we're just going to try and keep it fun. If we're doing this and having fun, then we're going to continue doing it and, and having fun. Yeah. If it ever stops being fun, then we're going to consider like what's making it not fun anymore. And should we continue doing it? But right now it's fun. Mm-hmm. And so I. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that said, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to add to that, uh, but I don't think that there really is any other. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's stuff. not really a lot of MCU news there's a lot of mcu speculation <laughs> there's a lot of oh i think this could be a thing but i'm trying to keep the news down to like verifiable yeah. exact facts you know yeah. things that come out of people's mouths and, and are verified you want to hear a verifiable exact fact that's not quite yes. exact we in the mcu have had 15 movies and 160 episodes Ooh. of show that's fantastic. Isn't that wild? That's that's 30 hours plus 160 hours. That's 190 hours of film content. <laughs> Minus, and I don't remember if you included the one shots in that. I did not probably include the one shots. No, that's that's like about a half an hour, honestly. I, I, I don't think it's more than well, half I an was, hour. I was clumping all of the one shots in with Yo-Yo or Slingshot. Oh, yeah. So if you include you a, Slingshot. You an hour. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, and there are a few episodes like um a few months ago you did an episode like it's like a state of the union or uh-huh. state of the podcast sort of episodes too. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. So, so we're Which up to Which is how come uh yeah. 198. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. 
this it's catching up on well not quite but it, it's it's given star trek a run for its money well as far that's as that's me trying to segue of... <laughs> <laughs> you you want to do that now ben yeah let's just say it star trek discovery released a teaser and the teaser was really good it's it's good it's a good teaser I don't know what's going to be the, sh- the show is going to be like when you actually watch an episode, but the teaser is pretty decent. But it's CBS All Access only, so I- I'm not excited. I don't care about CBS All Access. I'll end up probably, you know, subscribing for the time it's on or whatever, and then being done, or or waiting for a bunch of episodes, subscribing for a month, binge watching those. That's and me. Being done or whatever. Um, I, I am not okay. <laughs> This pains me. I am wearing my Star Trek shirt. I love Star Trek. You've probably guessed that about me hosting this. (laughs) I don't, I'm not, I I don't know about that trailer. I don't know about it. It feels too fantasy and not enough science. Oh, it reminded me. And I'm scared. It reminded me of a bunch of different, uh, uh, a bunch of different Star Trek things. It reminded me of Star Trek, the motion picture. So very much so, <laughs> you know what it is? It's that one shot with the sarcophagus, like rising into the air. It's that one uh, shot. And that, I go, I, the, uh, I hear, I see fifth element is what I see. And I love fifth element. Don't get me wrong, but it's not Star Trek. And I don't know what that is. And I'm still going to watch it. Don't, don't hear that. I'm just a little nervous about it. I'm doing my nerd thing. So. All right. So hey guys, guys, let's, let's save this for the after credits. No, we just did it. We're done we with it. We just did it. No. Yeah. What yep. about the after credits? No, we, 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 after credits taken care of. Let's talk about the episode, huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I was going to say something. Well, okay. Hurry. Michelle, you in the trailer. It's true. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And I think and- the discovery ship was named after the discovery shuttle shuttle that was with nasa there yeah yeah which is kind of a a neat little circle there because the test shuttle the test space shuttle was named enterprise and then yeah no it's it's i I think that there's all sorts of things that you can look at that trailer and say there's positive possibilities here it doesn't say Mm -hmm. anything about what it actually is going to be like but yeah Mm -mm. so okay okay let's move on let's get into the episode mission report okay world's end which really the title really puts a button on on what what this episode is about it's well part of what this episode is about for sure once you get to the end of the episode um you've gotten to the end of a world so I think we'll start there, actually, because there's stuff happening in the framework and there's stuff happening in the real world. And um, let's just start within the framework and, and talk about all the mm-hmm. stuff that's going on in there, because you have there's a lot of interesting emotional things happening in the framework. And it's pretty simple. Yo-Yo goes into the framework last episode and she wakes up and she's tied up to a, or, or um fastened to a table with these straps and stuff and she can't get off the little operating examination bench table thing 
and she's really upset about this because that means she can't move around, which means she can't help Mac and bring Mac back. But she gets rescued by Radcliffe and Radcliffe takes her to Mac and Mac is helping everyone evacuate. But turns out they're trying to evacuate from something they can't evacuate from, which is the world is deleting itself. Um, Mm -hmm. slowly the code is being deleted and our team in the real world is helping Mac and Yo-Yo and Radcliffe and Hope stay alive. But in the end, we have a really, really wildly emotional thing happening, which I was not expecting, but I should have, which is Mac won't leave. He does not want to live in a world without his daughter. And then as all these things are disappearing and then there's a door that appears that they can step through. He won't step through it. Yo-Yo won't step through it because she doesn't want to live in a world without Mac, I guess. But hope disappears as part of these elements. They're disappearing and then they step through the door just in time because the code disappears or whatever. And we get this moment where he's Mac dead and he's crying in his sleep. And then Mac and Yo-Yo wake up. Radcliffe is left behind in the framework and Radcliffe sitting on the beach, toasting life alone. (laughs) And before he can finish, he drops the drink because he has been deleted. And then we cut to black on that. And the world is gone. The framework is gone. And that is what happened inside the framework. Thoughts. What do you, what do you think about all this? Um, uh, Stuart, do you want to, chirp in first before I get into a very serious subject. Chirp, chirp. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've really appreciated the, the way they told the story about everything getting deleted. Um, it, there was no like people phasing out of existence or, you know, Oh, we're ghosts now or whatever. It was, just stopping mid sentence, you know, it was like, like when Radcliffe, you know, he, he's quoting this famous line and I can't remember what it is because I'm a bad fan, but he's quoting (laughs) this famous line. And then all you see is the drink fall. I mean, that's powerful. That, that, that storytelling very well done. Um, I, I don't want him to have like, well, when I was a lad, I fa- you know, when I got old, I phased away or whatever. I don't want any of that. Just stop it. That's how that's how code is gone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that that the world was disappearing was was at first I thought, oh, that's a little cheesy because they're on this bridge, you know, and and there's all these traffic trying to get off uh, away from the city, and they're all on the bridge together, and all of a sudden, half the bridge is gone, and then all of a sudden. Everyone on the bus that Mac is helping evacuate is gone, except for Mac and Hope and Yo-Yo and Radcliffe. And at first, I'm thinking, oh, that's that's cheesy. Plot, Hope Hope just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I mean, they, they gave a good reason for it, which is the people in the real world were kind of protecting the different pieces of code uh, as much as they could. And that, that was that was enough for me to to be able to accept that. Mm-hmm. But then as as things are just happening. When, when Yo-Yo is talking to Radcliffe and, and Hope happens to hear it and it's just this, okay, it just starts getting more emotional and more emotional and, and Mac won't leave her. And again, like I said, I should have saw it coming. I think anyone who didn't see it coming, don't feel bad. I'm right there with you. Uh, 
but then when she disappears, it's just, oh, you're right. You know, as everything's disappearing, you know, he, he lost her. Yes. Uh, but he gets to step through. And then the other thing that happens is we have some resolution between Yo-Yo and Mac afterward, which we had talked about before. Like, what's going to happen if if he comes out of there? And and what's how is he going to feel when he comes out of there not having hope? Because we were hoping he would be able to come out. And some of us were holding out hope, I think, that maybe oh, they would have a body for Hope to go into or have a body for Ward to go into or a body for Trip to go into or maybe even a body no. for Radcliffe to go into. People were hoping for these things, and it didn't happen that way, which I'm glad it didn't happen that way. Right. But when he comes exactly. out of it, we were thinking, okay, she he, he loses her. Is he going to be mad, or is he going to is this going to cause more, uh, you know, depression or whatever? And I liked what they did with him, which is first of all, Yo Yo asks for forgiveness, and Max says, "There's nothing I need to forgive here. You've you've done nothing wrong." And then he says, "You know, I've now gotten ten years with a daughter." That's real to me. I experienced it. I went through it. And part of me, it's, it's a little hollow because it wasn't real. She wasn't real. She was never the real person. But then he got to live the dream, the thing that he had been hoping for. And so there's, there's a lot of catharsis there for him. And that those 10 years end up being something that allows him to be, I think, accept what has happened and, and be able to move on and, and to, you know, he, he didn't get to have life with his real daughter, but he did get to experience what life would be like with a daughter. And so it's, it's interesting because perception is reality, you know, and they all live this life. They all remember this life that they had in the, the framework. So it's very much going back to the inner light episode kind of thing of, of Star Trek next generation where you have a person living a life in moments and being able to remember it, which what a fascinating, fascinating thing, you know, to, to go into a, you know, just wake up one night and you've had a lifetime that's not your own. Uh, and this, this, what this episode does is it wraps up a lot of these interesting concepts of life. What is life? What is reality? Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of my take on, on things there with, with Mac and his dilemma, Yo-Yo's dilemma, his, she's going to sit down with him and not go. So then you have Radcliffe and Radcliffe's redemption, maybe. I mean, he's he's helping Yo-Yo. He's finding Yo-Yo. Um, yeah, because where did he end the last episode? Uh, I thought he was just like walking off into the like, I never expected to see him in this episode. And then he came up on the credits and I'm like, oh, I guess he is here. Well, I didn't expect to see him in this episode, but I didn't know what to expect in this episode. That's um, true. When he showed up, though, and rescued her, I thought it was Ward. I, I, <laughs> I the 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 way they framed it, it was like the back of his head. And like, is that Ward's haircut? Oh, no, it's right. not. Him. It's not him. <laughs> so um, so he he helps Yo-Yo. He helps Mac. He helps walk them through. He, he is Yo-Yo's, not conscience, but um, he's helping her walk through what is Mac going through. And he genuinely seems to care. And I think that's always been his thing. He genuinely cares. He just really doesn't make good decisions about what he's how he helps people he cares about. Um, right. But then that ending, I mean, that was just, it was death. Uh, We knew he was dead. His body was dead. Right. 
uh, but he was, you know, he cheated death by going into the, the framework. Uh, but this has always been the problem that with his plan, the problem with Radcliffe's plan of putting Ada into the framework and joining her in the framework is what happens when the power goes off? You know, it, it's, it's an extension, but it's not immortality. And, you know, the power goes off, the lights go out and the code's gone. You might be able to turn well, it back on again, but does it reboot? Does it? You know, what, what's going to happen? And, and here, the code is is being wiped. Ada had her final revenge, and and does end up killing him by by setting that into motion. Let this be a lesson, kids. Always use your backup. Save it to two. <laughs> you know, save it to two spots. Have a redundancy. <sighs> <laughs> but it all he depends on when of... you save it, right? I mean, you you can save it, but then you write those extra paragraphs and you haven't saved it yet. Sure, you've saved some of it. So, yeah, maybe he saved some of his experiences, but he's not going to be the same Radcliffe when you reboot. You know, I, no. but anyway, I, it, it, he never seemed like he had a plan, like a quote unquote plan. He always seemed like he was just flying by the seat of his pants. You know, well, I mean, yeah. when we first when we first got him in the framework together, he was like, leave me alone. I'm drunk in the framework. And <laughs> his plan that I'm talking about is to put Agnes in the framework to save her right. from her her uh, brain tumor or cancer, whatever it was, um, and then join her in there so he can have life with her, you know, and. That was the plan I'm talking about. And the, there's a problem with that plan, which is, like I said, when what happens if the lights go out? And uh-huh. and that's what, what does happen. Now, then the other problem with the plan is what happens if something else corrupts the file, which is what, you know, you introduce Ada into the situation and everything gets corrupted. And it's not a perfect world. Now, he had some time with, with Agnes, some perfect time with Agnes on the island before – uh, Ada and Fitz came and killed her, but it ended in tragedy. And in some ways, that's almost a better revenge as, as far as, you know, if, if Ada is actually looking for some sort of really harmful revenge, have this great life and then I'm going to tear it away from you. And yeah, so anyway, he then that death scene on the beach, it's perfect. It's it was really well done and it was kind of jarring when all of a sudden it cuts to black. I'm almost expecting a commercial to come at that point. It didn't. We then go to the the restaurant, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the, the Sopranos season series finale? That's all I've seen of the Sopranos is the season <laughs> right. finale. So it's, 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 it's the same thing where it's literally, he's having a conversation and it cuts him off. I think even like mid word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. And part of me doesn't like that type of um, resolution. It, this worked obviously better than the Sopranos in my mind. Now you can argue that till the cows come home, whether or not it's good or not. I don't care. But for me, it works better here because I knew it was coming to an end with the Sopranos. It just felt cheated. Well, with Sopranos, it wasn't giving you a resolution. I think with this, it is giving you a resolution. You are right. actually seeing what is going to happen to him. And I, you know, once the framework starts getting deleted, at one point I wondered, okay, is the framework going to be running along just, just, just on? 
Well, no, it's not. It's gone. It's done. We are done with the framework. There is no coming back to the framework. There's no coming back to good guy ward, which was, it was nice to have him. It was, it was fun. It was no coming back to trip, but it was nice to have him back, you know, and the, but it's gone now and it's good. It should be gone now. That's, that's the yes, kind of thing it, it, they could do a lot with it. Sure. And, and it might even be a lot of good stuff with it, but it could also get old. And, and it didn't, it didn't outstay its welcome. Um, they came out at just the right time. They did stuff in the real world and we got to have them team up together again. So I'm, I I like the framework. I like the resolution in this arc to agents of Hydra as far Mm -hmm. as the, not arc pod, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I, I also want to note, um, Radcliffe's little monologue there okay john Hanna can act the life out of a very short monologue <laughs> he's a good actor he's a he's an amazing actor i mean i think his first mo- movie role was uh four weddings and a funeral and at the funeral he reads a poem that's right oh and that it was is just, him it's beautiful and heartbreaking oh <sighs> Yeah, and actually because of his deliverance, my father once, I think my father once that poem read at his funeral. (laughs) Because it was just, it's a really good, yeah, just. Huh. Yeah. To me, to me, he's always the bumbling idiot from The Mummy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I will always see him as. Yeah, Yeah, he does it well. He does it well. And, he does and, bumbling idiot well. And he did this character well. I, I, Radcliffe, I'm glad we got this extra time with him. And mm-hmm. yeah, when when I first saw that he was like the season finale post credit last season was him and an LMD. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it was him, I'm just thinking, what? He's still a part of things, like an important part of things. Okay, let's see where it goes. But what? And they they did some good stuff with him. So I'm glad we got to have him go out like this with a a really touching and visually powerful death scene. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also um, the one line from that monologue, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a, I would suppose the next word is whimper, but... Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of reminded me of, I think it was uh, Revenge of the Sith, where Padme says, this is how democracy ends, yeah. with thunderous applause. It, 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 there was a an echo, a bit of an echo there in, in the words. Well, maybe. I mean, the, the poem goes, this is how the world ends, not with a bang, with a, but with a whimper. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a famous, right. famous poem that Padme is echoing. For sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But but Radcliffe is definitely, and he's right. That world ended with a whimper, and it just blinked out of existence. So, let's move on. Then we we've talked about Radcliffe, Yo Yo, Mac. We got some other things going on. We've got just a ton of things going on. Um, there's a lot of sci-fi ideas that are getting bandied about, but. Um, as far as our story goes, it's, it's again, it's, it's pretty simple. We've got to, um, 
May and Coulson have to take care of staying alive and keeping Mac alive on the, the, the oil drill thing. Um, there's LMDs they have to fight and there's some cool fighty fighty that goes on there. Um, the way that they keep Mac alive though, is that Fitz convinces Ada to do something nice and to, to be good. You know, she's angry and he's saying, well, have compassion. And so she rescues Mac, brings him, you know, and, um, which is great. But then now she's really upset because Fitz and Ada, uh, you know, Fitz is, he's, he's with Simmons. And so she wants revenge on everyone, right? Well, so now here we are and she's going after them with a vengeance. And so they're going to come up with a plan. Well, who else is there? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider comes in. He wants the dark hold. Um, what, but Ada's plan, this is, I mean, we got to start there, I guess. Ada's plan is to sow seeds of doubt against inhumans and create this fear that she had in the framework in the real world that inhumans are bad. And so Talbot gets shot in the head by LMD Daisy and LMD Ivanov and LMD other guy are there <laughs> as Russian diplomats to say inhumans are bad. Read the dark hold. It'll show you everything. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> They're, they're passing out pamphlets on the at the airport terminal. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. That is for me the biggest sin of this script is that they have the dark hole there and leave it there when they run away because they get shot up big time. Um, but Coulson ends up with the dark hole and he has it in his hands now. And Ghost Rider wants the dark hole, but Coulson says no. We need a plan to get Ada because we can't kill her without this. And Ghost Rider is like, dude, I can. And Coulson says, well. There's our plan. We'll use Darkhold as bait, bring the mouse in, the mouse being Ada. And do you think the ghost rider is, is you know, really wants her dead? Because if so, I got an idea. And so then we have the final plan. They take down Ada and then they're together again. And we have a big, you know, kumbaya circle of them forgiving Fitz and telling him it's okay. You know, we were all in the framework and then they go out for pie together and <laughs> which I really, really, really wanted it to be shawarma. I really Me wanted too. it to be shawarma. It <laughs> well, wasn't shawarma. It was pie. Pie, I guess is a good shawarma, but I really wanted it to be shawarma. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they get captured by who or what? Which, well, we'll talk about, and then we go to our post credit and we see that mm-hmm. they're not on earth. They're, they're certainly not in Kansas anymore. No, that's for sure. no. And so that's what, what's what's going on here. Now, let's talk about Ada, though. Mm-hmm. What is she? I mean, this is this is the cool sci-fi stuff we get to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, she's made of dark hold magic, and but she's human. But she's got all the powers, <laughs> all of them. And she gets to do all these these things. And she what I love about it is basically she's a child. She is a super intelligent baby and has all these emotions she has to deal with. What do you do when someone makes you angry and you're a baby? You lash out. And she does. And they use that against her. And. Yeah, they they, they try to put her in time out a few times and it doesn't work. It did. Time out work. never works. I never timeout was never a good thing for me. It it always ended up 
backfiring or causing more problems than it was worth. Well, it didn't yeah. work for them for sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am glad that, that seeing how things worked out with Ada, that we didn't see anybody that was framework only go into the real world after all, because what would have become of hope? What would have become of framework ward? You know, the same thing could have happened and it would have end just as disastrously. Yeah. Now, she was going into a, a dark hold blueprinted body though. I mean, the, the dark hold was what she, she was moving into a, a, a living breathing, um, golem almost. Um, yes. Whereas ward or any of those people, of course they would have been in like Ivanov's body or something. Cause those are the only LMDs that they had around, but ward would have gone into a, I think an LMD body. And it wouldn't have been the dark old magic y kind of thing. Although they might have brought that in, you know, later on. Oh, there's some darkness in you of the dark old or whatever. And maybe they could have done that with hope too, which would have been possibly horrible in a couple different ways or really well done. Terrifying. But, um, but to have a hope come back, ward come back, it would have been, I think, more the, the actual like android body rather than the, the magic living, breathing, feeling emotions body yeah they they could still do that but i don't think it's going to happen no i think i think the the days of having extra bodies and bringing characters back like i i would be surprised if we see brett dalton again to be completely honest because where are we going to see him again yeah, I, I think unless it's right. some sort of like flashback thing or a dream sequence sure. or something yeah. like that. Or yeah. I mean, they could go multiverse or something like that, but we've never seen that in the in the MCU. <laughs> so. Well, we kind of have. We've seen we've <laughs> seen multiple universes, but it it was all Doctor Strange weirdness. So, <laughs> how can we bring back Brett Dalton? Oh, let us count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of ways. It's just are they good ways, and do they really want to go there? And they went there already. <laughs> they, they just went there, and it was a surprise, and it was a fun surprise. But and it worked within the it worked within the universe that that has been established. Yes, absolutely. Right, absolutely. I mean, if we're looking at parallel universes, that doesn't necessarily work in the MCU as a, as established. Yeah, and then you know, it's everybody would have to wear like goatees, and it's really awkward for the women, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to Ada, I like her arc. Uh, I like uh, the the one bad thing about her arc is that it does come very close to the whole uh, hell hath no fury like that of a woman scorned. It comes close to being just that, but it's not just that it's, it's a, a human being trying to cope with and understand emotions and sensations that are completely brand new. And along with that, she already has a little bit of evil in her from the dark world. And along with that, she has an emotional attachment to one person in the world, the one person who actually like showed kindness to her or whatever. And so she, she has emotional attachment to fits that, you know, although it does get back to like, uh, not just data, but a lot of different robot stories where the robot starts having emotions, but they were already acting like they had emotions. It's just <laughs> now suddenly the story says, oh, I actually do now. 
And what is this wet coming out of my eye? I do not understand what I am feeling right now. Um, it comes close to that, but data, turn your chip off. <laughs> I hate, Oh, I hate the emotion chip for data. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's it should have been just natural growth and development. Uh, for Ada here, it, it is natural. She is pushing for well, free will. Magic. Yeah, it's it's magic. And I think the magic is something that is actually pushing her as well. Like she's pushing for free will, but she's doing so having been corrupted a little bit by the Darkhold. And when she finally gets free will, she doesn't know exactly what to do with it because people are using their own free will in ways she doesn't want them to. So she's going to force them to her will and – and and at that point, you're right. She is a little kid who's throwing a temper tantrum. I want it my way now. Yeah, right. It's my money, and I want it now. And so they kind of use. I mean, they use two things against her. Really, they use her emotions for fits, and they use the dark hold, the only thing that can destroy her, as bait. And now, okay. So, were you expecting Simmons? to be killed and then when she was killed how soon did you know it wasn't her okay so i'm gonna channel daniel daniel a little bit i was very tense in that part of it i was curled up and i my hands were clenched and i was saying they did not just kill Gemma. they did not just kill Gemma. it wasn't until she showed up again and shot ada or something like that the next scene where she is and, and she's real that I went, Oh, okay, good. <laughs> For me, it was pretty close to that, except my emotion was my emotional response to her dying was actually just, I can't believe they went there. I, this is, this is brave storytelling. Oh, <laughs> she's, she's not, she's not dead. <laughs> Turn your motion chip off. Yeah, I, I yeah. did. I did. I turned my emotion chip off for that one. It was just analyzing story and analyzing like the, the show itself. It was just, wow, they went there with the well, story here. Okay. And and to be fair, that's a huge, like, we would have known if, I forget the actress's name. We would have known if she was leaving the show by now. No, you know, I don't think we would have. Not necessarily. No. I, I think that would have I mean, been a secret they could have kept. I knew I knew Robbie Reyes was coming back. Right. But that doesn't mean you, you don't know that. I mean, I don't think we I think they would have been. Uh, I think they would have been able to hide that she's not coming back for season five. I, I think that we wouldn't have known. Doesn't Do matter. She's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was a let's have her be let's, you know, if the show's going to end in at, now let's start killing off all the characters thing that shows sometimes do, or do you think that, and then, Oh wait, we don't have to actually kill her. We can, we can send her on our way. No, you know what I think along those lines, Stuart, that end scene, if they hadn't been renewed, I wonder if they could have used that end scene, not done the capture and just ended there. With them and it would have been eating pie, and well, no, just instead of the guys walk in and right. they all put their hands up, they get their pie and eat their pie together. 
And I, I think that would have been a really good ending. I think if they had chosen to end it right there at that moment of them just together as a team again and getting ready to, mm-hmm. to work as a team again, I, th- I think that would have been a very good ending. Now, I wouldn't have liked it because it was the ending. I wouldn't have wanted it to end right now. But And I'm glad that it didn't. And right. I'm glad that we're going to you know see where Coulson is far out. But I, I, I don't know if they did an, a, you know, a, a different ending. Um, I, I'm very curious. But if they had, that would have been perfect. Just mm-hmm. I'll have the cherry, you know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been that would have been very good. Yeah, with uh, Coulson kind of nodding off. Others <laughs> just nodding to each other. Yeah, this yep. is good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would have been very happy with that too, but then we would have not gotten the end credit scene. Right. Or the post. Yeah. Or the yeah. taxi. Well, I mean, the taxi. There, yeah. there, there would have been other, they would have come up with something else. I'm sure. Which I actually like this tag scene because I think it hints at one or maybe two possibilities of where the show is going to go from here. Oh, there's- which. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so moving on from Ada, is is there anything else with Ada to talk about here? Um, um I- yeah. Um she and Ivanov talk about regrets. Mm-hmm. And that has been like an overarching theme for this entire season. Um how does your regrets change you? How does it mold you and shape you and Yeah. Um, I-, I need my pain. Sorry. Yeah, you you need your pain in order to learn from it or you know, when you have a huge mountain. yeah, yeah, when you have a huge pain it either destroys you or you learn from it. So um I mean and we can even go far back as season 1 with Ward. You know, how does his regrets change him and shape him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and Fitz says, I mean, he talks about that. Was it this episode or last episode where Fitz is talking about like I'm Ward? Uh because all the stuff with his father uh, pushed him, you know, his, this father figure that's not a positive father figure uh, made him into that man that he was in the framework. And he's the same with Ward. Like, yeah, that was, that was last episode. Okay. Well, I watched them so yeah. closely together. I, I'm cause I came back from vacation and didn't get to watch it until actually yesterday. So yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. Okay, cool. I, speaking of, Speaking of Fitzsimmons, I really liked how she accepted I mean, he's broken or at least hurting, at least fractured. Right. Yeah. And, and she's accepting him without um, putting him through all the rigmarole. I mean, like he he expects her to be writing a report and she's not doing that. He expects her to to hate him. And she's not doing that. And to me, that's a huge, that's a good sign for a good positive relationship goals. Yeah. Yes. Now. Okay. So let's, let's go there. Cause that's kind of the next things I, I, I think we can cover is re- relationships. This episode is a mm-hmm. lot, a, a lot of it is about relationships. And the first one is, is Fitzsimmons. And, you know, it's interesting because you do have some good leadership stuff from Colson where, you know, they have a, they have something they have to do. They have to get done. And he, he just tells them, look, I know you're in a tough spot right now, but I need you guys on the same page right now on this. And and then we can get into the other stuff. And I like and that. And that shot 
with the back of their heads and him in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great visual storytelling there, sir. It was. It was really good. So I the yeah. the whole episode again, it's not just it, it's there's some really powerful visual storytelling going on with this episode. <laughs> um so yeah, so so uh Fitzsimmons. How uh, how they they've done this, I I've been glad the that they go through all of this and it, it's going back to what you were saying, Samantha. The 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 stuff that they went through, the hurt that they went through, it's stuff that they then are it's making their relationship stronger. And that's that's your choice. You know, you, you have a relationship and bad things happen. Um, someone very close to me uh, had some some illnesses come up and her husband just left her over it. It was like I he basically said, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out of here. And it's just the kind of thing where, you know, you're right. You maybe didn't think you were signing up for this, but you did. You know, you did say in sickness and health and here's the sickness part and you're out of here. But um, it was it was just it, it's the kind of thing where he if he had stuck around and worked at it, they I think might have come out of it much, much closer. But instead, he just he ran away from it. And and I'm not going to go any further into that, but um, right. But other things have happened in my relationship with my wife where the bad stuff wasn't good, but pushing forward in it, it made things better. And that's, I think what's going to happen. I hope what's going to happen with Fitzsimmons here. We've been waiting for them just to drop the other shoe on their relationship. And it hasn't happened. They've, they've gone through these things and and come out of the other side and, and have been literally gone to other planets. Yeah. 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 For, for that. I mean, if, if there's two, star-crossed lovers in this episode or in the show it's them and it needs to be them and but that's not very dramatic right how do you keep them oh they're happy yeah you got to keep straining that relationship and pulling it back together straining and pulling it back together so yeah so i'm hoping that by the end of next season instead of something tearing them apart we're gonna get someone saying hey i'm pregnant and we're going to have to deal with, you know, four feedings in the middle of the night. <laughs> See how that does for their relationship. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, the relational drama is not there if things are good for them. But right. there's no reason to have relational drama there. I mean, right. we, we've gone through a, except that a it, lot. It's an, except that it's an easy source of drama. It is an easy source reason. of drama. But let's give them other sources of drama. Right, you know, and and make them the, go through the they, they work together, you know, and I I just feel like they've been through everything. They might be able to think of something good to put them through that that gives them more strain in a relationship, or honestly, break them up and and keep them broken up, you know, and no. and <laughs> it's it's something to do is what I'm saying. It's just yeah. you don't you don't have to keep going to the well of possible you know, cheating on me, which, which, you know, with, with Ada, where what's going on with this, uh, this other woman. And, uh, it, it's, there's some real good relational stuff going on there. There's forgiveness, there's understanding, there's, um, compassion, there's comforting. Uh, I didn't want them to get together. 
I mean, I was very clear about this and, and Daniel was very clear <laughs> that I don't have a romantic bone in my body because I didn't want them together. But at the same time, now, while I didn't want them together, they're good together. And I really appreciate the way that they've stayed together and gone through things. And it's not, it doesn't feel false. It doesn't feel like a false, like, okay, we went through all this and now we're together again. No, we've gone through all this and now we've got to go through more. You know? It, well, and, and they've not done anything disastrous to their relationship. Yeah. He hid Ada, but it's not like he was sleeping with her. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, she, he, he um, was in the framework, but that's, well, but that, that was a different situation. It she was realizes it was. that, you know, it's not like she's giving him this ultimatum of, or, or this jealousy streak of you slept with that girl over there. You, you, you know, you know, what you did. it's none of that. It's they're good people who are put in extraordinarily bad or extraordinarily extraordinary situations yeah. and have to deal with that. Um, but here's, here's that's a, what I think the takeaway is. You know, that's what I think that we we can applaud them for is showing a relationship on television that's not septic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, um, they started out as friends for what about a decade before they yeah they were friends dating? for a very long time. Yeah, so uh, a lot of relationships, a lot of the strongest relationships, begin as friends. Mm-hmm. Because it gives you a good foundation. You start, you know, getting a feel for each other and working for each other before you even go into the romantic part of your relationship together. So, you know, it really begins when you do when people do go into that that aspect, it you're already starting out with a really solid foundation. But that's why I didn't want them to get together, is because I wanted that to be just a solid friendship and continue being a solid friendship. Because friendship oh is a very difficult thing to portray well, I think, sometimes. And I think a lot of times, and it's it's harder to have a friendship with, with uh, um, someone of the opposite gender when, you know, that's your only friend or whatever. But, uh, yeah. and that's, but that was the relationship we were given with them early on. And we, we don't, we just don't see a lot of good friendships that grow and develop. And so the good friendships here, Colson and May, Fitz and Simmons, good friendships, but they have to turn romantic. Why? Because drama. Well, because people see them together. And I, I, I think it's a syndrome. I, I don't have a name for it, but the syndrome is if you have two people getting close together and they look good on the screen together, people want them together. And that's where shipping comes from, you know? And so, well, yeah, having best friends of opposite genders is kind of boring. Maybe it is Mal and Zoe, but that, see, that's, that's a good friendship right there. Mal and Zoe. Yeah. And there was no chance of anything romantic happening between them, but it was, and I'm not just talking about wanting to see friendships of opposite genders. I want to see friendships period. That are good sure. friendships that that aren't just we're together because the sitcom writers came up with an idea for a story 
that has us together. You know, I, I'm talking about, you know, strong friendships that are building and people are finding out things about each other and, um, you know, maybe there's secrets and, and, you know, but there's acceptance. We're seeing a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about. It's just, it's not happening in the context of friendship. It's happening in the context of, for Fitzsimmons, it's happening in the context of this romantic relationship that they have. And it is a deep romantic relationship. And it is, it, it is, it is not just the, um, uh, the, the Eros love, it's the filial love. I mean, they, they do have, mm-hmm. uh, the, that love that is the love of two friends. And so they have not just the face to face love, but the side by side love. It, it's, they're both there. They are still friends. It's just they are friends who like to kiss each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to argue about huge, gigantic, unnecessary TVs. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> is this um, a kissing show? all right so let's let's move over to colson in may uh okay i'm kind of liking where this is going if it's gonna have to go here like if it's gonna go this direction i like the way they're doing it where colson it's like yeah just be real vague about answering questions about robot may and um Saying, yeah, you know, well, I, I now I'm wondering if what you were saying as Robot May was actually coming from real you. Let's let's step back some more, and 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 then we'll just see where things go. And I think uh, I think it's mature. And yeah, I don't. Again, I don't want them to go there. But yeah, if this is where they're going, they're they're doing it in an okay way by me. Yeah, they're not. I don't want to see him fall into bed. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see them, Amen. you know, have have any sort of like romantic entanglements. Not that I don't think the two characters wouldn't be good for each other, but I just don't want to see it on sh- on my show. And yeah. maybe I need to yell at people to get off my lawn. <laughs> so, by the way, when I was talking about yelling p- people to get off my lawn, CBS All Access. That's the lawn, or that's the people <laughs> I want to get off my lawn. That's what I was talking about. Now, maybe some of this relationship stuff is is lawn worthy, but yeah, that's that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my last note for May and Colson was next season. <laughs> We're just gonna have to wait that long, people. Uh, and uh, I'm sort of still hoping it doesn't happen because we already have one couple who got together. I don't need another. Exactly. Hey, exactly. Shippers got what they wanted, although I guess some of the shippers aren't getting what they want. I mean, not every okay. shipper is going to get what they want, but a, a relationship happened. That's very, <laughs> that's course, very true. Of course, it's very common in mythology archetypes to have one couple who's very young and one couple who's older. And I will have to say, I don't see a lot of huge age difference between Fitzsimmons and May and Coulson, but they do kind of fill that that archetype. Well, there so, is there is an, yeah. a big age difference. I'm not sure how old may and colson are but they're older than me <laughs> so yeah i think me not ming na wen is like pretty she's in her well into her 40s I, yeah I, yeah and and fitz and simmons are well younger than me so i mean there's since i'm in between these people i i think that you, your archetype is is not too far off the mark as far right. as, as far as age goes but colson and may that's that's it i mean if they're going to go there, they're doing a decent job of it. Well, and they're uh, but taking I don't it want slow, them. too. Yes. They're taking it slow. And they, I you know, that. one of the things I don't want 
is like I just, you know, like I just said, is for them to take it too fast and then they end up doing something stupid. And then we have to deal with all of their love drama <laughs> and and feeling drama when, you know, there's space battles to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, so then we have the other big relationship is we, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but it's, it's the team as a whole. And they're finally back together again. It was fun to, you know, Colson points it out. They hang a lampshade on it. He says, hey, we haven't been all together in a long time. And it's true. I mean, when they actually did get back together in the framework, it's, they still weren't themselves completely. And when they were with May outside of the framework, while she was in the framework, it wasn't really May. And that's the the, the problem with 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 uh, this kind of thing is they were separated from each other. And I like to see the team, the family you know, together. And, you know, when you get, well, I mean, guardians of the galaxy, they split the team up, you know, and, and so you have them, them going off in their own directions. And, um, I like seeing the team together and we spent the whole season with them, you know, dancing around just who's who and who's even real. And then now that we are all together, Colson doesn't remember a thing, but kind of does may doesn't remember a thing, but kind of will, and, you know, Daisy and Simmons remember everything, but they're having a hard time, you know, pulling everyone together. And, okay, we're back together. We're eating pie. And it's good. And we're forgiving Fitz. We're, we don't even have to forgive Fitz because he wasn't it's himself. A, yeah. It's not a forgivable thing. Just like Mac telling Yo-Yo. Yeah. It's not even a – there's not – you haven't done anything wrong, so therefore I do not need to forgive you for anything. Right. And And so that's – I, I like what they were doing there. I like the the forgiveness arc. That's another thing that's very hard to do. And we don't see it on TV. You know, um, we, we see things, you know, a, a bad guy will do something extraordinarily good and then people accept him, but it skips over the whole forgiveness phase of things where, okay, we've accepted him, but we also have this emotional thing we need to go through where we can you know, give him forgiveness, offer him forgiveness. And here they are saying they're not just offering forgiveness. They don't have to. They're offering acceptance. Fitz, mm -hmm. you're, you're our friend. We accept right. you. And yes, those horrible things happen, but we accept you. And we understand. We understand. Now, if he had gone and killed all those people and it wasn't under the influence of the framework, they might not have been so understanding. Um, but they were because of the way things happened. And, and I appreciate that. I, I do. Um, forgiveness in real life is not something you see. We, we want, maybe not, we don't, maybe it's that we want revenge, but we want what's mine. You know, I want what I'm owed and you have wronged me. And so you owe me and maybe you owe me in the form of revenge and that I'm going to do it back to you or I'm going to do something worse to you. Or, or whatever, but with the forgiveness that comes out of this is you're saying you don't owe me, you know, and, you know, in fact, I'm going to accept you and, and you're different. You, you don't want to be that person. And so you're here now. You are not that person. You're not a murdering murderer who murders your fits. Join us for mm -hmm. some pie. <laughs> <laughs> life would be so much better if people would just say join us for some pie and it would it yes. would solve a lot of problems yes 
I'm not going to get political or anything, but join us for some pie, you know? And there's, and there's different types of pies. You have your pizza pies, you have your, your like custard pies, you have your fruit pies. There's, you know, you can do all sorts of things with pies. There's, there's plenty of different pies, but but let's keep it simple for this conversation. It's it's the fruit pies, you know, that's what we're going for here. And, you know, good old fashioned minced meat pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep it with the fruit pie, okay? <laughs> Shepherd's pie. Is no, let's keep pie? it with with the fruit pie. Uh, 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 now, tomatoes are fruit, so pizza pie—that's a fruit pie, right? There you go. Uh, yeah, something like that. Margarita pie, yum. <laughs> that's the best pie there. Yeah. Can't can't say anything to that, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so th- those are the re- relationships. Are all right? Are, are we? Are, so speaking of relationships, it was nice to see um, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, back and Yay. him interacting with Daisy in a way that was a little flirty, a little tense. Yeah, they were making flirty eyes at each other. Yeah. They were making some flirty eyes. But she's, you know, he's got to leave. He's he's gone. And he's sort of going where the ghost, where the writer wants him to go, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not, he just, he's not in control of himself. Not, not um, as much as he would like, for sure. Did you catch the Buffy reference when he came back, though? I did yes. not. <laughs> no. She says something like, well, you came in through the Hellmouth. And Hellmouth is <laughs> Sunny Dale is. I, 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 I knew that that's what that is, but I did not make the connection. Oh, well, because there I just you go. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that reference, you know what that means? It does not mean that they're part of the same universe. It means that she watches Buffy. That's what it means. That's, that's true. What it means. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I'm all for that. I, I think that that's not a bad thing. Not it could, a bad it thing. Could, it could also mean, and just go with me here on this one, that they're created by the same person. <laughs> so they want to reference yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, there's a possibility there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, um, in the Whedon verse, there was a plan to have to connect the Buffy verse with Firefly. Did you hear about this? No, and I'm glad no. I didn't. Yeah, they yes. were gonna um, they were gonna go into uh, in Firefly. They were gonna go into some space bar, and Spike was going to be there, just at the bar drinking, apparently. And then he'll say something like, "Nothing never it uh, ever uh, nothing ever really changes," and something like that. But yeah. Eh, I'm glad they didn't. So did, did either of you feel that ghost writer Robbie Reyes is showing up was a little bit too contrived. I mean, how else are you going to take down a dark, dark hole temptress? No, no, I I don't. I think that Mm -hmm. this is Chekhov's ghost writer. The whole (laughs) having, Having that whole pod about Ghost Rider and the idea that the Ghost Rider is, you know, wants the Darkhold. I mean, that was something that they, they had talked about. And um, I, I think it, yes, contrived. Yes. Why? Because we need a good cliffhanger from last episode uh, to, to step into this one. But um, or I guess it wasn't a cliffhanger. It, this was the beginning of this episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. it happened in this episode. They didn't reference it in the last well, in the last one, the very last shot was Ghost Rider coming through the okay. portal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. The, the cliffhanger at the yes. last episode. Um, so we're in this episode here. And 
it makes sense for him to come back. He's a, he is a presence in the show. So it is not something like, oh, he was in one episode and now he's back in this episode. No, he is a presence in the show. His car is in, you know, a, a shields facility somewhere. I, I didn't find it contrived at all. I, I didn't, I mean, it was, but everything, I mean, technically speaking, anything that gets written is contrived, you know. Right. But right. yeah, I, I like I, it. I feel but, like it would, it will play better when, and if you're able to watch it in like a binge sort of situation, you know, you're able to watch it, the whole thing in three weeks instead of 22 weeks. Um, <laughs> right. I, I feel like it would get there easier. And it wasn't 22 weeks. I mean, it's months know, and I months and months. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, I mean, this is episode 22. So if we're going to watch one a week, but we had gaps in between and. So, yeah. so one month instead of nine months. Yeah. How about that? Um, well, let's, let's talk about Ghost Rider. Let's talk about all the action stuff, the plan, taking down Ada. How did you feel about this? Um, did you expect, I mean, I didn't know where they were going to go exactly. Um, Ada comes because the dark hold is there. Coulson has the dark hold. Ada kills Simmons, but kind of, but obviously doesn't. Um, but then she's like the ghost, right? There's only one thing that can, one person that can kill me. He's not here. And Coulson had the rider inside of him. Coulson riders out. It's kind of kind of scary. Yeah. But at the same cool. time, I think he wanted to do this, you know, because <laughs> remember, <laughs> you know, he, back. I can't remember exactly some of the stuff that you were talking about in the, you know, the the first pod uh, or whatever. Um, they. <laughs> They talk about, you know, oh, I missed him, you know, and I didn't get to see him, you know, ghost out or whatever. Um, and here he actually gets to do yeah. it. And you, so there's there's things in there that we can talk about, like the, the implications. But the plan itself, I wasn't expecting him to be carrying the rider. I just expected Robbie Reyes to like come through a hole in the floor or something like that. Right. Right. You know, cause they just happened to be built on a, a an old uh, speakeasy or um, whatever. <laughs> the, the, the tunnels. For no reason. Um, prohibition tunnels. Prohibition tunnels. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. That's right. But he's also got the Dr. Strange teleport thing going on. Yes. So he can just, he can just. Yes. Totally. Totally. I love that. Because it was, it's totally like gluing things from different parts of the MCU together, and I just loved it. No, I mean he is yeah. using some form of uh, teleportation. That's that's just it's integral. It's it's a part of the universe, and so the sling ring taps into it as his dark hold chain power is, is tapping into it, and that that's really neat. Yes. I was so glad they made it look like that. That was that was really cool. Yes. So cuz yeah, pretty much I mean the the hell chain plus the sling ring it, basically it's the same magic working together for both of those things or science however you wish to look at it. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Yeah. I mean the fight itself I uh, not so much. You know when he, when she he grabs her and they start teleporting and they're teleporting you know in front of things and down you know they're, they're falling and again there's a little bit of a doctor strange vibe but it yeah. feels like it feels like low rent tv doctor strange 
Now, not quite low-rent TV Doctor Strange that actually exists from 1978. Uh, not that, right. but it, it just feels like they're trying the, to copy that, and it just didn't have the energy, and it just didn't have uh, the length either. I mean, it's just five seconds, and then they're back in the same tunnel where they were. The fight that had Robbie Reyes and um, Quake, Daisy, Sky team up, oh, that yeah. was a good Fight. That was, yes. that was a, a good great fight. Great fight. And Colson is very sad he missed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You guys You guys oh, together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great fight. And I was cheering. I was like, Robbie Reyes is just he says he's just slaying him. He's just walking through those guys. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I did like the Colson fight where where um the, the at the beginning or Ivanov says shield is just something you hide behind and he's like nah, not always and he activates the shield in his hand and it takes off the LMD's face um, and by oh, the way there's awesome. some pretty that was, last episode. was it really good grief yeah. man <laughs> I am so but messed still, up yes that was cool too yes that was a <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> great moment okay. it was a great moment we cheered about it I'm sure yes. you did have you even listened to the last episode of the podcast? Am I on the record? <laughs> <laughs> You're off. not going to be judged either way. I haven't had a chance to. Okay. I haven't. <laughs> well, fine. I'm judging then now. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, it, 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 yes. Uh, the fighting has gotten, um, especially towards the end of these seasons, it always gets ramped up. It's always going to be really good. I can't wait to see where they go with it next season. Yes. Well, we will see. So Mm -hmm. looking into the next season, we got two things to look into here. One is Coulson's vague deal. With the writer, right? With the writer. The writer only let you only made this deal for one reason. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. But let's not talk about it ever. I'll tell people, but I'll tell them on my time when I want to, which means, I mean, he's, it means he's never going to talk to them about it because the other thing he wants to talk to people on his time about is that he's still alive and it's been five seasons and he still hasn't told anyone. So he's never going to tell them, but yeah. So maybe he like has written letters to cap three or four times and then thrown them away. (laughs) It's possible. Tony. I'm still alive. Ah. I promise I am not dead. Not good. <laughs> he throws yeah. it away. Um, yeah. He, I, I'm curious. I, I wonder if they even know what it, what it means. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he, that, made, he made a deal de- with the devil and yeah, you know what happens? That definitely feels like a, well, let's just write this in and see what happens. But the show doesn't typically do that, or at least if it does, it hides it really well, I guess I should say. Yes, that is probably the more accurate way to put it, yeah. Because it does feel like that there's something else there, too, that that, that they knew about it. If I'm not putting the show on Death Watch... Five seasons is a great one run for the show. I'm just saying that if season five is its end, it would be nice to have a little nice little bow on that sort of Agent Coulson being back in the universe. It would be. Yeah, it would be. Uh, okay, so then, then now 
Go ahead. Well, where do we go from here? The universe. <laughs> well, actually, that's what I want to talk about. Well, Samantha, now is the time. Okay. Do it. Talk about it. So the tag scene. Coulson waking up in space. Coulson in yeah. space. So there are two possibilities with what they're doing here. And it could, both of these possibilities could be going in the same direction. Um, one that with infinite, with the, um, the Inhumans series, if it's before the next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we could be segueing with our team going in to meet the Inhumans. And another one is this could be setting up the team to become part of uh, the Infinity Wars, too. Um, there was a tweet on Tuesday night from Clark Gregg. He said, what did he say? Uh, working, he, uh, what he tweeted was, working on film tonight, but we'll jump in for a live tweet. Um, and I, I, was, I went and I looked and I could not find what film this was. It could just hmm. be some t- some tiny little independent film. It could be something bigger and it just has not been listed in IMDb. It could be Infinity Wars. I'm just saying. I- I'm not going to say there- he's Infinity Wars. No, it-, it could be anything really. But there's a chance it is Infinity Wars. So here's... He did do... Oh, go ahead, Stuart. I was going to say, he did do an AMA on Reddit where he was, he said very similar things. So, but I I saw that same article and I think that was a couple of years ago when he did that interview. No, this, this AMA was like two nights ago. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, then. Okay. Slightly less exciting and slightly more. I'm just gonna say it. Eeyore. All right. And, uh, we love you, ER. Oh, there. Here's... Nobody loves me. <laughs> well, at least it's not raining on all of my body. Um, <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking this is possibly doing. This is possibly getting our team off world so that they're not around for Infinity War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Or more uh, more timely, maybe it's getting them off world so that they're not around with all the stuff that happens with the Inhumans. Or possibly it's the Inhumans who have imprisoned them or something like that. And so now they're you – know, but I, I'm wondering if, if what, what we might be looking at is some sort of odyssey type of situation where it's them trying to get home. And, and they're out in space. Maybe they're in the asteroid belt between, uh, you know, around Mars or near Mars. Or maybe they're, I, one of our feedback does suggest, well, what if they're on the moon? What if it is the inhumans and they're on the moon? It didn't look like they were on the moon, but we don't know if they were in a spaceship. We just know that they're in something in space. And so it could be they're on a mining colony on an asteroid or it could, it could be almost anything. Um, the other thing that it does open up is the possibility of them exploring some of the more guardians of the galaxy type corners of, of the, the MCU for a pod or, or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if this, this effectively gets Coulson off world so that it's, it's not even a thing. 
So now Coulson is sitting in his space uh, dorm room <laughs> and dear Cap, I am in space. Please sign my cards. I hate this one. No. Away. <laughs> or dear Cap, please come help me. I can really <laughs> use some Avengers help here. And we don't call on you ever for the last five years. <laughs> this is the time. Now is the time. Yeah. Dear, Thor. <laughs> Dear Thor, could you please tell the rest of the Avengers that I'm alive and please help? <laughs> but if yeah. you think about it, I mean, there's all these rumblings and buzzings about uh, the MCU going more cosmic after Infinity War and James Gunn getting brought in to kind of do the cosmic corner of the MCU. And it's not going to be just guardians of the galaxy, but it's going to be other things after infinity war. And maybe this is them. Let's, let's have our team explore a little bit of this and, and do, you know, do agents of shield of shield in space. <laughs> That's so. the tagline underneath it. As it, <laughs> That's agents the first space. thing that went Was into it? my head is, in space and it's just okay you know wasn't there agents of sword or something like that where or shield and sword or something like that where it was a space it was essentially shield but in space yeah there's actually another feedback coming up that that kind of gets into that okay. a little bit too um but but yeah i so who knows where they're going to go with this uh, no. I, I did not expect this to be the tag Honestly, once they were arrested, I figured the tag would be something that didn't have any of our, our team in it. It would just going to be something else or maybe Talbot, you know, or waking up and, and debriefing the president or so. I don't know. But for them to there's some sort of time jump because clearly he is used to being where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has his almost the routine. He gets up, gets out of bed, drives comb across his head, um, puts on his shoes, looks out the window and then goes to work well, what is work who knows could be anything but are we looking at some space opera for the first pod or whatever i, I don't know and, and we also don't know that they've committed to this pod thing again they may no. I mean, it, it worked really well for this season to have sort of three story arcs maybe they just need two next season maybe they don't need any maybe they just need one i don't know but honestly I think the pod thing was just for marketing because this season mm-hmm. it's a season you have the ghostwriter mm-hmm. stuff that they go through and then you have the LMD stuff that they go through and then you have the agents of Hydra stuff that they go through, but it's all building to each other and then wrapping around each other. And then this final episode is bringing all those threads together now. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think that the pod thing is probably something they're going to do for marketing purposes. Uh, and also just for, you know, release purposes as well. But yeah, I, the sky's the limit literally here. They're, they are, they're in space. What does it mean? We'll find out. And I like this, uh, tag much, much, much better than, than any other ones. Really. What was the one right before they introduced the inhumans? There wasn't there one with like a guy with no mouth or something. And it was really like, it, yeah. it didn't make any sense. And then there was the one where Coulson wasn't director of shield anymore. Um, but that seems like that was the same one that was with the LMD with Radcliffe. 
maybe that time jump wasn't a, a tag scene. It doesn't matter. We're here now, and it's been a yeah. long time. I mean, we've we've got four years of shows under our belt right now. That is right amazing. What I for me the the best thing about this time jump, the best thing about them being in space, is that it's not. It doesn't feel same old, same old. It doesn't feel no. Um, <laughs> it feels very new and very different. It doesn't feel like we're relying on the Inhumans anymore. It doesn't feel like we're relying on LMDs anymore. It doesn't feel connected to the series up until this point at all. <laughs> but depending on how it works, this really could be something that connects us to the Guardians of the Galaxy corner. Yes. More yes. than the Guardians of the Galaxy corner is connected right now. Now, obviously, for Infinity War, they're coming. That's something that it's been known for a, mm-hmm. a while and we had dairy queen threatened in the last you know in the, in the guardians of the galaxy <laughs> movie uh and that was you know a thing but and you don't threaten my dairy queen i'm just saying oh my goodness yesterday at work <sighs> for lunch they brought in it, we were celebrating someone who's who's he's not retiring but he's been on staff for 18 years and, and this is his last week they brought in chick-fil-a and Dairy Queen ice cream cake. It was the heaven of fast food. It was oh, have you guys, such a good, good. Oh. So the Dairy Queen that's near my house has something called the Guardians of the Galaxy Blizzard. It is very, very yummy. Oh, I need to try one of those. Um, then today there was leftover Dairy Queen cake. And then, <laughs> and then we had a special volunteer meal. And it was Chick-fil-A again. I had oh. Chick-fil-A two days in a row with, with ice cream, Dairy Queen ice cream cake. So Nice. Yeah. And nice. you got to love peanut fried chicken, peanut oil fried chicken. I mean, yeah. Mm. All right. Hey, hey. I, just, I just had a thought. Yeah? What if the team has been kidnapped by the Creed? Plenty of – I mean, the guy who was leading the team, the soldiers that came in, he wasn't wearing a hat and now I've only seen this once, but he was bald and had really wide ears. I thought, I, 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 yeah. but I thought the Cree also come in not just blue, but all in different shapes and sizes. Well, that's what I'm saying is that this guy, yeah. he, he, I'm watching it. He could have been just a normal guy who just looks weird. Um, <laughs> or he could have been an inhuman or he could, could be an been. alien. Uh, there's any number of things and there's any number of reasons why he's taken them away. And uh, yes. I mean, we have no idea, which is fun. The problem is we're waiting a long time. Yeah. So what uh, may till we're thinking next year. Well, at the earliest we're, we're talking November, but it could possibly be January. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. But at least it's not like Sherlock's hiatus. Well, no. <laughs> and uh, in between there, we've got movies, we've got Defenders, we've got yeah. Inhumans. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not like there won't be stuff that we get to take in. It's just, for me, you know, I it, as much as I love the quality of the Netflix stuff, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for me is probably my, my first love or my greatest love. My life... My love and my lady is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
if I was going to put it into a some sort of oldies song about someone named Brandy. <laughs> so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Uh, where, where does your wife fall into this? <laughs> well, the song is about the MCU. Is, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, I can't get that song out of my head, by the way. I'm just walking along and all of a sudden, Brandy, you're it just... It just happens. Hey, we've got a lot of feedback. So any more, any more things to talk about here? Nah, I think we're good. I mean, there, there probably is more to talk about, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Nope. Other than to say agents of shield in space. Oh, I do have one more thing. All this stuff is happening with Ada and she confronts Colson. She's mad with everyone. And, and then they cut to a commercial for the Lexus LC. And you know what their tagline that they open with is th- for the, the car? Machines don't have emotions. <laughs> I, I must have missed that or I had a different commercial. It's I the, don't recall that. It's the one with the the dancer and he's like super muscular and he's like doing all these dance moves. And, and there's – yeah. And they say machines don't have emotions but some machines inspire them. And that's what the the deal is with Alexis, and it's bromp, bromp. yeah. I thought it was I really funny, really, really funny. All right, let's get into the feedback. Okay, huh? mm-hmm. let's go. Shield field report. Okay, a lot of feedback because I was on vacation and I'm the only one with the keys to the email, so I couldn't yeah, get the feedback to you guys for last episode. <laughs> Um, so the first thing I want to do is acknowledge one email that was not labeled for us to read, but I do want to acknowledge it just here and say, we did get your email agent, Brian, and thank you for the kind words. And, um, this way you're still getting to hear yourself on, on the the show, but you're not going to, uh, it it was actually kind of not personal, but it, it wasn't really feedback. So agent Brian did get your email. I'll reply to it soon, but thank you very much for, for sending that. And it was, it was encouraging and, and good to hear. Uh, so second, we have from Agent Jeffrey, subject line, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Good day, agents. We went to see Guardians on Friday in a nearly sold-out theater. We attended a 2D screening, but I think we'll go see it a second time in IMAX 3D. I'm not even sure where to start. I loved it. I enjoyed it more than the first Guardians. For starters, it was the most visually stunning MCU film, and that's really good for us coming on the heels of the gorgeous Doctor Strange. It is also the funniest MCU so far. It had so many jokes that there were some that didn't even have time to land. Drax stole the show, but everyone had lots of chances to shine. Mantis is a good addition to the MCU, especially because of her power set. It's great to have someone that isn't just there for offense. This movie features the best villain villain of any MCU franchise. Loki's great, but Ego was the only bad guy who was entirely fleshed out in one film. Another great thing about Ego is that he wasn't just the opposite of the good guy. I also liked having Nebula around as a real character with actual development more than the first movie. I was worried going into the movie that Baby Groot was just a marketing ploy to sell merchandise to kids, but I was pleased at how he was used. From the opening set piece to his mission for Rocket and Yondu to his lesson on the bomb, he had some memorable moments. My one slight gripe is that the ending was a touch too long and didn't feel entirely earned. There should have been more time invested in Peter's childhood with the Ravagers. It was good that they showed, not told, how Yondu exiled himself to save Peter, but there should have been more to show their emotional connection. There is so much more I could mention, but those were my key points. All in all, I give this one five out of five severed digits. 
Thanks for everything you do, <laughs> Jeffrey. P.S. How about Starhawk, Martin X, Charlie 27, Alita, and that red fish guy who looked like he was using Doctor Strange style magic and that helmet thing? Original Guardians, anyone? P.P.S. Adam Warlock. I didn't make the connection with Aisha or the fact that they were gold. Stuff is going to get weirder. And yes, they are. And just to address a couple things here, I've heard IMAX 3D on this movie is wonderful and that it is worth watching in IMAX 3D. I have an IMAX theater an hour and a half one way, an hour another way. I'll be going to Inhumans and IMAX, but I don't think I'll make the trip to see Guardians, but I've heard some really good things about it. Second, Baby Groot is a marketing ploy to sell merchandise to kids, but he was really cute and well used. And finally, yes, Original Guardians. Oh, man. I love the Original Guardians. Written by Steve Gerber. Great stuff. And yes, stuff is going to get weirder. And I also didn't make the connection or the fact that they were gold until I read your email thinking, oh, that's right. Adam Warlock is gold. So, yeah. So thanks for your your email, Agent Jeffrey. Steve Gerber wrote the original Guardians. Well, the, the Sylvester Stallone style Guardians. Yeah, let's see here. I don't think he wrote the first actual story. Um, but he did. Let's see. Arnold Drake wrote the first actual Guardians story. And then Steve Gerber got involved after that with Marvel 2 and 1. They brought the characters back in Marvel 2 and 1 and they, they teamed up with Thing and. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And uh, people, if you've heard me talk about comics, you've probably heard me talk about <laughs> Steve Gerber. So I only know of Steve Gerber from you. So <laughs> same here. <laughs> well, but, but he's the Howard the Duck guy. I mean, he created <laughs> Howard the Duck in the pages of Adventure into Fear, which is Man Thing's title um, or early title. And yeah. But there's no more time to talk about that. All right. Let's move on. Okay, so we have another email from Agent Jason from California. I don't have a dateline, so I think that this is a reply to... Well, the, the subject the, line is, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. That's the subject line. Um, well, since, Ben, you have not listened to the previous podcast episode, um, we gave him a no prize. <laughs> you did? Yeah, because he figured out... Um, in the previous previous episode that he wrote, he wrote in and said that um a Ophelia had every inhuman power. That's true. So yeah, we gave him one. Uh, okay. So is we this, did have is this some Jason? is this the yeah. is this the kid that we did okay cool. Yeah, yeah. This is the one we threw a new prize at. Um so anyways he writes Ophelia has every fantasy inhuman power in one body making her unstoppable. We get the return of Ghost Rider to claim her soul to beat her. The big problem is now that the society in the framework is unstable, everyone is going to escape by building new human bodies since the exit can't be opened anymore. So yes, Ward is back next season as sure as Guardians 2 makes a billion globally. Okay, so that was (laughs) the email from... Yeah. It's a response to last episode. Yeah. Yes. So, so you were half right on this email, Jason. So, no, you don't get a half a no prize. Yeah. All right. Next up. Next up. This is also about the return. An army of Russians 
Agent Ben, Sam, and I can't say my own name, Stuart <laughs> from the UPA, me, sure. Uh, I gotta say, The Return was a weak episode for me. Ophelia exposited too much. This was definitely tell not show, and we all knew what she wanted. We all knew most of what she said. Plus, a big, a bit of a plot hole. Ophelia is taken down by a right, by a night night round, but ten or eleven bullet holes only put her out for a few seconds. Also, apparently, apparently, she can't bleed. So last episode is retrospectively weakened. Speaking of which, you don't need to leave those who went to the framework in their bed stand thingies. Just keep their little hat thingies on. (laughs) It It sure didn't seem that way earlier in the series. Ironically, Fitz needs his father now more than ever, telling him to man up and live with the consequences of his actions. Or... Don't tell the psychotic, super-powered, no-weight, super-duper-powered woman who loves you that you are actually into someone else. Maybe give that one some time. Ease her her into the transitions of having choices. (laughs) Sorry, Gemma. (laughs) Sorry, Gemma. But in order to keep everyone we know from being endangered, I'm going to have to prostitute myself out to the nuclear bomb for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Then there is the Russian, Russians, rather, an army of Russians. Was it one of those that was piloting the SU-27 flanker that just happened to be near the Zephyr when it decloaked and then tried to ram them head on? I mean, the jet only has about eight an 800-mile range, sure, if you say so, which is a pretty short time span to... Time span at those speeds. Back to the Russians. They don't seem terribly strong for robots. I mean, you can duke it out with them fist to fist. That works for Cap and Vision, but Coulson and May? Of course, using the shield to slice off the first Russian's face was really cool, but not cool enough to save this episode. Still, it did set up some good potential for the show. Yo-Yo went into the framework. The stash is antagonistic to our crew. Ophelia is even worse than Ada. Seriously. Fitz kills someone in cold blood. Okay. <laughs> but dump it. But dumping a weapon of mass destruction is just unforgivable. Coulson and May have some unspoken things between them. And there's an army of Russians out there doing who knows what. There's a, there's a shark. And there's a ramp leading up to it. Please, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., don't jump. Don't jump. I'm begging here. A very nervous Agent Carter of Mars. Well, Agent Agent we Carter, see. I think you and my older brother need to hang out because he, too, loves planes and jets. And he can identify many of them just by the silhouette. So I think you two could would have a good time together. Yeah. Uh, when Fitz said... I have feelings for her. Um, there, that was really poor timing. I mean, you have to know, but there's well, maybe there's street maybe smart Fitz, and there's book smart, you know, and yeah, maybe Fitz is taking lessons from Daniel. I, Daniel's all about open honesty and romanticism. And maybe Fitz is taking lessons. I don't know. 
Well, I, I, I threw it under the bus, Daniel. Yeah, and and maybe just maybe he thought that she wasn't completely one hundred percent evil because she had just saved Mac. Which um, which shark is he referring to? The shark that Fonzie jumped over no, in. I... Oh. <laughs> Right, I know the jumping of the shark term. I'm referring to what is he in Agents of Shield referring to as the shark? He isn't referring to anything as the shark. He is thinking that there is the possibility of a shark coming up. He doesn't want oh. them to jump a shark. He wants them to avoid it. So that's right. the question. The question now is: wants, Did it avoid the shark? He wants Fozzie to to ski around. Fonzie no, he, he wants Fonzie to not put on shorts while you're wearing your leather jacket and a white t-shirt and put the skis on. Like Fonzie should just stay out of the water and just say, hey, too cool for this. I That's think what he wants. That, I think that they got the coolest um, jet boat that they could find. And it went so fast that not only did they go up that ramp and went up and up and up and up, they kept going up and went into outer space. So it's true. <laughs> they they did end up in outer space, but yeah, I, I, I don't think yeah. the shark was jumped, but I am curious what you think. Well, you can't jump a shark if you just keep going up because jumping <laughs> implies you need to come back down and they did not come back down. They just went up and up and up. Not, not yet, but. All right, one more. Let's see. Right. I'm just I'm just saying that they have completely avoided a shark. That's uh, my weird yeah. roundabout way. Okay, uh, this is also from Agent Jeffrey, so I'm back to reading Agent Jeffrey again. Uh, subject line: Penultimate episode. Good evening, agents. I loved it when Coulson's shield defaced Ivanov. I was equally surprised when two more Ivanovs popped up immediately afterward. Based on the total number of Ivanov deaths in this episode, there must be a small army of him. I got a kick out of May riding Ivanov's head, Ivanov's head banging it with a hammer. The camera panned up from Coulson and seeing her cartoonish attack was pretty inspired direction. The beach and apartment scenes with Ada and Fitz were striking for their colors and refreshing change of scenery. The, those two scenes reminded me how dreary the rest of the settings can be sometimes. In your last S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, you guys mentioned that Ophelia is a tragic Shakespearean heroine. Did you guys know that Ada is also the name of a tragic heroine? In Verity's opera... Ada, she basically entombs herself with her lover when she is sentenced to death for treason. Is Ian DeCastator? Is the guy who plays Fitz a great actor or what? His scene at the end with Gemma made me a little misty. He sold that scene and his heartbreak was completely believable. Unless Fitz can remember how he built the body replicating machine, it seems there won't be any new copies of Ward or Trip. With Yo-Yo going into the framework, does this mean Daisy will also have to go in to rescue him? Will there be another way out? Perhaps, maybe it's the Prohibition Era tunnel. See, this is why <laughs> this is why I don't mind reading these up these these messages that actually, you know, the answers to these questions have been given. But some of the answers are fun <laughs> with <laughs> Yeah. So Shield has a lot of PR problems this season. That's a can of worms for another day. Also, poor went out for Agent Davis. Your sarcastic smart mouth was pretty frustrating during the jet fight, but I never wanted you to die. Here's hoping the, that Piper can make it next season. Here's hoping to this. Sh here's hoping the show can make it next season. Lastly, Ghost Rider called it. Thanks for a great show, Agent Jeffrey. P.S. <laughs> I just wanted to send a long distance dedication to my friends Fitz and Gemma. <laughs> during Fitz's dissolution with Ophelia, this song popped into my head. 
This was reinforced with his moment with his true love. I truly believe that Huey Lewis said it best when he sang, Strange and it's sudden and it's cruel sometimes, but it just might save your life. That's the power of love. So that is. Now I'm going to get on my skateboard. I'm going to ride behind a cop car. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that the long distance dedication is awesome because on my way to work on Sunday mornings, I have to leave early and I get to hear the they're doing like Casey Kasem's uh, top uh, 100 or whatever from 30 years ago that day. Oh, geez. And it is fun. And they I'm always catching it during that half hour. When right in the middle of my commute, there's that long distance dedication and <laughs> it's usually I'm so cheesy, so bad, but yeah. All right. Next up. Subject last arc of the season. And I don't know who this is from. Uh, That's from Mark. Mark, Mark Adams. Dear, welcome to Level 7 Crew. If my calculations are correct, you will receive this email months after you have seen the episode What If, but only days after I have seen it. First, let me assure you, I am still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and happily listening to your podcast. The alternative reality angle is a great one to explore, and yes, it is very House of M feel to it. A few observations. The first story arc, Ghost Rider, was a great was great with an awesome ending that had me on the edge of my seat. I wondered how they would top it for the second arc. They didn't. It was a, <laughs> it wasn't a bad arc, but a couple of episodes were below par, such as wake up being overpredictable with some others just average. What if was a breath of fresh air. I do love alternative realities such as what if comics, Elseworld, <laughs> DC stories and Fox News, quote unquote. I do agree with the notion that Ada is controlling the reality and manipulating for her re- for her relationship goal with our favorite Caledonia scientist. I don't understand that word. If it was the subconscious of our heroes, then Fitz would have more monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what has happened. What has happened to Mace? And I hope it- he is the hero somewhere and where will Radcliffe fit in? Of course, you know the answers, but I am remaining spoilerish free. And despite myself, I am enjoying Ward being back. I am loving the action sequences throughout the series. Very well done without looking staged for budget. While the show seems to be the poor cousin to the films, they are holding their own for the season. And I welcome the news of season five. I will not catch you up. I'll not catch you up in time as we are still six, still have six episodes to see while by my calculations, you were on the last one, but I think the UK benefited from having no breaks in the scheduling and a straight unbroken run. You in the U S seem to have a break in schedule every few weeks. I would have hated to have to wait more than a week to see what if. And so my fellow agents, I now say farewell and wish you Godspeed. You've been a good, kind, and loyal podcast to me, and you've made a real difference in my enjoyment of the show. I will always treasure my listenership and think on you with fond memories, warm feelings, and a special place in my MPC for your friend in time, Mark, Mark's Mess, Adams. Two Back to the Future references. And you can't see it in that email. 
there was a picture of a DeLorean. Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah. I, I, this just feels very final. Like, I don't... I don't like that last paragraph. It's nice, oh, it's, but... I don't know. You're hearing this and you're in 1883. Um, <laughs> I hope you don't run out of battery soon. And um, I'm not going to get the DeLorean and come save you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't have one. And is your MP3 player a Zune? That's my question. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Just don't update it if it is. Just don't. Do <laughs> All right. Next up. Okay. Subject. Yippee for another year. Will next year be called Marvel Agents of Sword? Thanks, Agent Arthur from the great state of CY? I don't know what that is. Oh, it could be CT for Connecticut. What does a what does sword stand for, Ben? Do you know? I don't. I don't. It's it's like shield though. It's meant to spell something. So <laughs> Or if it changes all the time too. That could be. Uh, okay, next. Next. We have. Okay, from Agent Robert Deal. Subject prediction for next season. Spoilers for uh, season four, episode 22. I have a theory about the end of the season slash next season. Contrary to what has been said about the Inhuman show being separate from S.H.I.E.L.D., I think they are on the moon. Captured by Inhumans, possibly in order to, on order by the royal family. And I, I think that's a definite possibility because while they say it's separate from S.H.I.E.L.D., there was an interview recently that I saw where they said something like the events in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., does have some effect on on the storytelling they're doing within humans, and so I don't know if this is part of that or or what. But well, and that whole and that whole uh, thing with Daisy shooting Talbot. I mean, that wasn't really resolved. No, it was no. You know, Talbot can say that it was a LMD or something like that, but he's not because he's Talbot, and so. That wasn't really resolved, and so they're going to see Daisy shooting a man in uniform, and that's not going to be good. And that was actually a big deal. I mean, that was the plan. We didn't talk about this with Ada. I love that her plan was not necessarily, I'm going to rebuild the world with the Darkhold. It was, I'm going to rebuild the world by sowing the seeds of fear against Inhumans mm-hmm. and, and do so in a similar way. And that's the world that our Inhumans show if it's present day, uh, you know, in, in real time. Uh, that's the world they're in. They're in a world that doesn't trust them already. They don't trust Daisy because of the things she was doing. And then Mace, you know, spoke up for her, but then Mace wasn't an inhuman. So he was a liar, you know? And so I, there's some there, real there, good storytelling possibilities that they can get into of just the world doesn't trust us without having to set up a lot. Uh, and, and also you could just watch it without watching agents of shield. I think if they use that kind of a take, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was also, I'm also still worried about Talbot. Um, I don't know if he's going to survive a gunshot to a head. Um, typically, that is dead. <laughs> yeah, typically that's deadly, but at the end of the episode, they say he's in a coma. Um, I spoke with a friend of mine who's a nurse, and she said that chances are he, he 
will die of a brain hemorrhage. But that would be if it, this was real life, because right. I remembered as soon as we finished this conversation that this is the same universe where there's a walking, talking raccoon who loves guns. So, And, and who hangs out with a talking it, tree. Right, yeah. so yeah. anything can happen. So it is totally possible for Talbot to recover from this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So next up, looks like we have another one from Agent Jeffrey. Actually, I've already done the other two. I know you were marked to read this one. Can I read this one, Samantha? Go ahead. All right. Just so I can just continue the theme. Absolutely. Subject, season finale. Wait, what? <laughs> For the most part, I wasn't too enthused about this episode, but the last pod... Or, uh, but the last pod has made me has been so great, and there was so much lifting left that I really wasn't expecting too much. My favorite parts were the stuff inside the framework. The Mac and Yo-Yo stuff was emotionally powerful, as well as Radcliffe's beachside send-off. My only wish is that there could have been a better goodbye for Ward. I also wish they would have let us twist more over LMD Gemma. And where did she come from? Radcliffe's original plan to overthrow S.H.I.E.L.D.? The eyeball-popping scene and decapitations were pretty great. Well-timed gore. General Talbot getting shot in the face was shocking, too, once I figured out it was LMD Daisy using a real gun and not Agent Johnson using a night-night round. Coulson has some real great one-liners tonight. I especially like Robot May was a lot more supportive. This brings <laughs> us to the big questions. What deal did Phil make with the writer to use his power? Now they're in space? That's crazy, man. Thanks for a great season. P.S., Anyone else think that Ghost Rider's teleportation portal looked like Doctor Strange's sling ring? And the answer is yes. 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 And yes, that is a good question. Where did LMD Gemma come from? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next one is from Agent Rosemary. Subject, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fall Time Slot. I may have missed it, but I did not see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the fall schedule that was released earlier this week. I only saw Inhumans on the schedule. When will Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. air in the fall? Or are we in for another longer hiatus? Um, ding, well, we ding, did ding. talk about that earlier. Yeah, longer hiatus. Yeah. Longer hiatus. And I did see the same article, and I freaked out, and then I w went back and re read that um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be in the same time slot. But... Um, on different weeks. Yeah. But when exactly that's still up for discussion. Subject. Great season from Jason in California. They hit delete on the immortal characters. I am so relieved. The end scene looks like an inhuman show tie in and the Iron Man one callback with an upgraded audio paralysis. P.S. My no prize made me do my pulp fiction. I told you so dance. Always worth it. <laughs> and that's from Jason from California. Uh, this is from Teal Else Teal. I don't want to say your last name. General feedback and AOS declassified books. Hello, agents. It's been quite a while since I have sent in feedback, and I'm slightly behind on the podcast episodes. But I wanted to send in some general feedback from the season and ask a few questions at the end. I really liked the way the season was broken up into three storylines. It was the most consistent season they have had so far in past seasons i have been very critical of the effects but this season was a big step up in my book the ghost rider stuff was all fantastic with the exception of that first car flip and i really like the robbie reyes character and i look forward to him returning fingers crossed he is full on opening up strange like portals and is taking the dark hold somewhere one of the ways i would judge a show 
is whether or not I will rewatch it. And this is the first time I plan to look forward to rewatching this season too soon. I find binge watching shows far more rewarding and watching a show week to week can often causes me to forget details here and there that can bring a whole season together. I look forward to catching up on the podcast as well. General question here. I am not sure you guys have mentioned it, but Marvel puts out a series of books called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Declassified. They caught my eye a while back while looking at other art of books that Marvel has put out. And they have quite a hefty sticker price, $50. So I've been keeping an eye on them on Amazon, and they finally dropped the price a bit for a few days unfortunately, but I did buy the first season book to check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a combination of concept art, character bios, profiles, comic history, and it has breakdowns of each episode. It's pretty cool. And I look forward to getting the following season's books. Have you guys or gals ever checked them out? And that's it. Mm. And the answer is no, for the same reason you're just talking about, uh, $50 for a book is just, it's just too hefty, even though it is like, I mean, I'm a part of the fandom here, but I, I just can't, I can't justify that for that kind of a, a book. So that's same here. Yeah. Did you guys talk? Have you guys ever talked about those? You and Daniel? We did. Uh, okay. A long time ago. I think we talked about the first one. He might've even gotten that. I, I'm not sure though. And uh, if I can just jump in here and say, I, I'm, I can be called one of the guys. You don't have to say gal. I'm one of the guys, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, yeah. you are. And I teach a class um, at my church of young girls, and I do often refer to them or say to them, hey, guys. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It, it, can be, it, can, it can be a unisex term. It's okay. Yeah. We got called out on it, though, on the show. Well, because I, I said I'm something here like to... I'm I'm just a guy like you, you know, and, and yeah. Did, what was that but, me? No, it wasn't you. It okay. was someone who left a review on iTunes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, that's a hard habit to break where I just say, guys, like when I taught high school, I, I first time I said it, one of the girls said, I'm not a guy. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But I do use that as a term. That's just. Everyone, I'll try not to, and yeah. So I tried not to. Then I said, "Hey, gang," and they said, "Dude, this is an inner city school. You don't say that." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you're probably right about that." Okay, so uh, we do have one more piece of feedback, and it is audio feedback. I'm going to play that right now. Just wanted to call in with some predictions for the final episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. Right now, it is 4.25 p.m. on Tuesday night, the night that the episode will air. So please look at the timestamp when I sent this email, and we'll see how accurate I am. By the way, this is Agent Scott, and uh, just so you know, the Agent Coulson bobblehead that I won from you guys is still doing well. It's it's on my desk at work, and uh, Coulson says hi. All right, so first prediction is that there will be lots of going back and forth between the real world and the framework. This is probably a given, but my predictions here are going to get more radical as we go. Um, I think that in the framework and the real world, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will have to do something at the same time. They'll have to work in conjunction with each other and just trust that the other 
side is doing the right thing as well. I think I originally saw this type of uh, mechanic in like a Power Rangers episode or something, but I do expect to see that. Um, I predict that Grant Ward will sacrifice himself in the framework and it will be some more redemption for that side of Grant Ward. Also, this this has to happen. Hope will be able to use the person printing machine. That's what I've nicknamed it anyway. Um, and then Mac will also be able to come out of the framework and uh, Hope will be alive in the real world. And it might come into it might come into play that Fitz still remembers how to build the machine because um, he has all his memories from the framework. So he will be able to build another one in the real world just in case they don't have access to that one um, that Ophelia used. And I think it, I think it was flooded. So Fitz might build a new one. Of course, uh, Ghost Rider will be the one to kill Ophelia. And I think it only makes sense that that would be why he returned to the show. And my last prediction here is that we'll end the season on a high note. Fitz will propose to Simmons. Finally, I think that they've gone through every kind of trauma that they can, and they know that they want to be with each other for the rest of their lives. So we're going to get a proposal. All right. Thank you so much for doing this show. You guys do an awesome job. Ben, thank you for all of the hard work that you do heading up the podcast. And Stu and Samantha, you guys are doing an awesome job coming into your own and really contributing to the show. So thank you so much for giving us this to listen to every week. All right, Agent Scott, signing out. Okay, well, sorry, Agent Scott. Um, Ghost Rider was the one that killed Ada, and we didn't Yay. talk about that, but, I mean, that was Coulson literally burning the life out of her. And mm -hmm. if she was a life form, I mean, he, obviously he had a reason to do what he did, but he literally, like, it was hands, his hands causing her to die. Um, but all of your predictions would have been cool. <laughs> but the, the proposal prediction, maybe not this episode, but it's quite possible that maybe as they're, uh, you know, working on the coal mine and they're going down, 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 and they're working on the coal mine and oops, you're going to slip down and slip. Well, Fitz slips on his knee and just happens to have a ring with um, some coal that they're mining from the asteroid that they're on. <laughs> and he gives it to her. I mean, it's still possible to happen. It's just not, not this episode. Is that when they see Mantis and then uh, Mantis touches, <laughs> touches Fitz and says, you love her. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone else is like, okay, you didn't need superpowers here for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, look, I'm just trying to fit in, guys. Yeah. Come on, man. All right. So that's our Thank episode. You, Agent. Yeah. Thank you, Agent Scott, for writing in and calling in. I really do appreciate it. And I love it to hear you guys call in and talk to us. Yeah. But that's our episode. So I think it's time for us to say goodbye. And I also want to thank everyone who wrote in everyone who calls in um, and everyone who listens uh, without writing in or calling in. We appreciate it. And like I said, we're, we're having fun doing this. We'll continue doing this um, as long as it's not causing us to fall into deep depressions or something like that. But um, you know, we're, we're doing, we are doing this in our spare time, but it's not 
it's not like um it's it's work in our spare time you know it's cool we get to spend a couple hours every week watching a, a fun show that's fun for us and 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 recording about it so yeah thank you so much for listening i, I really appreciate it samantha you have anything to, to say yeah i want to say thank you everyone for listening uh we really appreciate it and i am a guy just like you <laughs> And and I want to thank everybody for um, uh, welcoming me and welcoming my daughter and 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 the family aspect of this onto the show. Um, she's becoming quite the nerd. In fact, she started reading the uh, the Timothy Zahn heir to the Empire novel. And so when she's reading that, we have to sort of talk about you know what's canon and what's not canon, what was EU and what was not EU. And she looked at me straight in the face and said, "Dad." I smell a load of L. Ron horse crap. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 you can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the noodle mix network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. MX. And once again, thanks for listening. Time to wake up. Just gonna put on my shoes and get out of bed here sleeping in my clothes is always nice because you you don't have to decide what you wear for the day Mm, i'm just gonna just gonna open this window now and take a peek at what's out there yeah wow look at all those shows all the shows coming up floating in the future like like asteroids in the void of space i see defenders i I see Inhumans, I see Avengers, I see Agents. What's that over there? Teenagers? Wow. Okay, Ben, enough sightseeing. Time to get to work.